That's why even when the apostle was going through that challenge, prayed many times, God, take away this part. The word says, my grace is sufficient. There are people that are going through things, even in this day. I pray that your grace will be so abundant in their situation that they know that God is more than enough. Therefore, Lord, today we bless you, we honor you, we magnify your name. Lord, we welcome your presence in this house. I come against everything that the enemy has been using against your children. Right now, I break its stranglehold in the name of Jesus. I release abundant grace in every situation, in every family, in the name of Jesus Christ. That which was meant for bad, was meant for evil, thank you for telling it from you. That glory and praise may be to you. Therefore, Lord, we lift up your praise. We welcome you in this house. Holy Spirit, take control. Be in charge. Minister through our hearts and to our minds. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Uh, we just want to pick up from where we began last time. And uh, some of you... Okay, you go to Bible, send me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And then we're going to pick up also uh, 2 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and a couple of verses today. But, um, right, I'll hit some wonderful people that will use for our illustration. Right. Okay, we are still dealing with. Right. How many of you still remember what we did in the last time? How many of you still remember what we did in the last time? The last one. The last is the last one. Yes. Grace. What part of the grace will we be talking about? Because I think we were specific on the one that we did in the last time. Grace that brings, that brings divine favor. What else did we speak about? The grace that brings divine enablement. So that's where we are. The grace that brings divine enablement. So we are picking up from that particular text. Let's go to the book of, uh, uh, I'm just speaking on the second part of that particular text. And today I just want to deal with what I say, what I call the grace to rise above the throne. The grace rise above the Did this side where you can make the noise of such The grace to rise above the thorns, or the grace to rise above the thorn in the flesh. So in the book of Christ Corinthians, he doesn't behave. So that we Right. For those that have no Bibles, I think we're going to see the Bible is going to come onto your screens in a moment. But um, for those of you that have got Bibles, you can either turn on or open your Bible. Whichever is convenient for you. Right. From verse 7. The Bible says from verse 7. I think we might have to change and use a different microphone because that echo is just too. First Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12, that's where we are. Second Corinthians chapter 12. 
gaming, but how can you so many that we made it so Verse 7. The Bible says, Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. In weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let just read also from a, a different version. As I said last time, we read also from the Amplified Version. So I'm just picking up from the same verse. And to keep me, this one says, we'll just start from verse 7, it says, And to keep me from being puffed up and too much elated by the exceeding greatness or the prominence of these revelations, there was given to me a thorn or a splinter in the flesh, a message of Satan to wreck and buffet and harass me to keep me from being excessively exalted. Then three times I prayed, called on upon the Lord, and besought him about this and begged that it might depart from me. But he said to me, My grace, my loving kindness, my mercy is enough for you. It enables you to bear the trouble mentally. For oh, my strength and power are made perfect and show themselves most efficiently or effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weaknesses and in my infirmities that the strength and the power of Christ may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. So, for the sake of Christ, I am well pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, perplexities, and distresses. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we'll also go into First Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, we're going to read also verse 12 and verse 13. But let me just uh, put back into context what we are dealing with. We are dealing with the Apostle Paul. Uh, this is the servant of God who has been doing phenomenal things. Now let me just bring you also, remember, if you go into the book of Acts, Acts is littered with a lot of things that God was doing through Paul. Remember from about chapter 12, then when they were put in prison with Silas and they began to praise God and the prison doors were opened for these guys. And you remember that he went to preach that night when he was preaching in chapter 19 and the young man called uh, Eutychus was sitting by the window. And as he was preaching, the young man fell from the window and he died. And Paul raised this young man from the dead. He prayed for him and he raised from the dead. And remember when you get to Elimus, that young man who was a, you know, a sorcerer and was following them and you know, saying all those things. And just Paul said, you spirit of hell, get out of it. And the demon came out. We are talking about a man that not only is just an ordinary guy, but was mightily used of God. Amen? 
So we're talking about a guy that really, if we talk about in the human terms, probably you will not find many in even in the scriptures besides Jesus Christ that accomplished as much. And we know that in the churches that were planted, there is not any other apostle that has planted as many churches as Paul did. And, and this man uh, was so mighty used of God. Now he says here, uh, in fact, if you go back to chapter 10, uh, Paul is making a defense against that, the guys that were called super apostles. There were those apostles that were saying, oh, Paul is not like us, you know, he's just one of those small apostles. And so he's making a defense of his apostleship. And he said, listen, I don't want to talk about all these things. If you read from verse 1, he says, I know if a man who was taken into the third heaven, and he was actually shown things that he was told not to, not even to explain when you come back here. So, as far as revelations are concerned, I mean, I, I don't need anyone to tell me. I am better than any of these apostles. Amen? Mm-hmm. But he says, now, from verse 7, has something transpired. With all the abundance of the revelations that I had, the scripture says, a thorn was put into my flesh. The message of Satan. To buffet me. To stop me from being arrogant and being proud. So a thorn was blown in my flesh. I prayed three times. I said, Lord, take this out of me. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. Amen? Therefore, I will gladly rejoice in my weaknesses, in my infirmities, in my shortcomings. I will gladly praise the Lord. Now, today I just want to deal, because sometimes we have a number of people that do not understand uh, that every one of us has got some stuff to deal with. Hello? Everyone has some stuff to deal with. I don't know about you, I have stuff to deal with. And some of the stuff, I, I mean, you wouldn't believe, but I know that I've got stuff to deal with. Amen? So imagine if you were amongst those that were following Paul. And this man is raising the dead. This man is being used for miracles. I mean, you think, wow, this guy has it all. Here, how could problems come to a person like this? You would think he has everything in place. But hey, my, my brother, my sisters, while he's dealing with all this raising of the dead, Still, when he goes home, there's something that is buffeting him. There's some stuff that is going on in people's lives. Now, I want you to understand that all of us have got issues that are going on in our lives. I remember the days when my, my uh, I was seriously unwell. Uh, and, uh, you know, and you'd come and you'd go to preach. And you're preaching, but inside of you, you know that, look, I am very unwell. You've been praying, you're fasting, and this thing doesn't go away. Oh, let alone about sickness. I remember that times people would come and pray for their papers. Oh, Pastor, can you pray for my papers? And then you pray for somebody, next week they come and give a testimony. Thank you, Pastor. When you prayed, my papers came through. But mine are not yet there. And just say, God, what is going on? You know, and you are praying, and next time another one comes. Oh, Pastor, after you pray for Sister Sanson. Uh, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't want you to know, but I've got a situation. Can you pray for me? Oh yes. Next time they are coming in the pulpit. Oh, I want to give a testimony. People of God. Ah, this God is good. He's good, Lord. He's good. And they are thinking, God, you're answering everybody else, but not me. But He says, 
my grace is available for you. Let's speak up from the illustration that we are talking about. I want you to understand that sometimes when you see people do things even in the presence of God, it's not because they have no thorns to deal with. Oh, they have got even bigger thorns to deal with. They have got issues to deal with. They have got situations to deal with. Okay, brother Sibo. Okay, Chris, come. Okay. We're going to demonstrate from where we began. Now, assuming, okay, you can let Again, for those that are not there, so that you will use this list. I think this needs to be good enough for this. Deliberately chose those that are of the same, almost the same length, the same, uh, you know, almost what difference is only in the second country. rubber band is a representation of the capacity of the grace of God functioning in my life. First of all, if uh, this is Brother Sibyl, this is Brother Sibyl's capacity. Can you see from that? Okay, if I let go of this, it's already stretching. It's already stretching from this challenge. Amen? Now, let's put the same challenge on our sister. If the head so that they can see. If I put it on there, hardly any stretch. So this brother has not yet mastered the grace of God. So a small issue in her life. This one is oh, okay. She's still dancing in the house. She's still praising God. But this brother, hey, there's a small thing. Okay, you can actually even on Sunday, you know, sometimes they are wondering, should I go to church? I'm not. And, and yes. Let's just change the challenge. And okay, here we go. Hey, it just looks big. <laughs> hey, how much stretchy is this guy? <laughs> He's already out of shape. Even his face when he comes to church. Oh, I mean, you can see it from his face that something is not right. <laughs> I mean, if I <laughs> have a bit of ah, hey, look, everybody is praying for them. Let's pray for the brother because of the kind of the challenge. Can you see how far he's been stretched? Yeah. But okay, let's go for the sister because this brother has not yet known how to tap into the grace of God. They have not yet mastered that there is sufficient grace. So all of a sudden, I mean, even the step, I mean, even the, he comes to churches, even not even come his not even Ah, okay. But he has not broken. Okay, let's go to sister. Now we're going to, my dear sister here. Same challenge. Honestly, hardly any stretch. But when this brother is looking at that sister, he thinks, he doesn't know what I'm going through. He doesn't understand that he is also going, she's also going through the same challenge. But the way this one was responding, when they come to church, they go, oh, well, she's singing because she doesn't have 
And yet she is also exactly the same thorn in the flesh, but she is managing very well in the house of God. So she's doing more things in the house, they see her run around, and they think she, oh, she doesn't have any challenge. And yet she is still carrying the same stuff. Oh, you put in some more stuff for my dear sister here. And hardly anything. So, and when this brother had the second challenge, I mean, you could see him stretching almost on the floor. But God says, my grace is sufficient for you. So, this capacity is able to bear even more things like this. For example, I can literally add some more to that sister's capacity, and you know that there will be hardly any, any much of that. Okay. No. And it just slightly stretched. Sometimes, you know, but they are managing very well. You probably will not see how far they are going. But so, if I measure what was going on with this brother, with only two small things, this brother was already down there. But this one actually has got more. Paul says, I pray three times, Lord, take this stuff away from me. And God says, no, my grace is sufficient. But I want you to understand that there are things that God will quickly take out of our lives. But there are things that we have got to learn to tap into the grace of God so that we are able to manage. That's why Paul says, after I discovered that I could not take stuff away, I began to praise God in it. And I have that bunch of kids. I'll come back to the sister. This is my dear brother here. You need to so that those are in the right. This is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so people that are watching this, and he is almost at breaking point. And they're wondering, brother, Sipo, we can't see you in church these days. What is that one? I oh, know, I'm sorting stuff. And I, I got things that I'm doing. Uh, this and, and he's giving explanations. And you talk to them, they say, Look, you, you can't understand, Pastor. It's too much for me. It's just too much. Where is God? Oh, he has forgotten that. He's still, there's still grace to hold on. Even if it is straight to this maximum, still there's still grace to hold on. Thank God you've not broken down, brother. You still know that, oh, Pastor, can you pray for me? Uh, church, can you remember me again? Listen, you see how far that guy is, is gone. I should have placed my mission to check. Hey. So, this guy has already been straight. How many? Hey, let's see. Yeah. Almost, uh, let's see. Oh, 60 centimeters. Almost 60 centimeters. Which is one of these. Okay. Remember, that one is still the same. Okay. Ah, hey. How many centimeters? It's only 30 centimeters. He's getting, she's getting more challenges than this brother. But this brother was already in pieces before. But the sister is looking like it's normal. So you, you find people coming to church. Maybe they are leading worship. They are praising and they are dancing in here. You think, oh, we go all together. You don't know that they're giving more thorns than you have. You have. I remember, like I said, the times that I was you know, very, very, very unwell. And you are thinking, and, and, and not only do I, imagine if all these kids represent members in the church. 
And then there are others that, oh, this one has got a problem with a brother in Kenya, this one with a brother in India, this one in Zimbabwe, and, and including my own problems. You still be coming and you're praising God, you're preaching. And then, oh, these pastors don't have problems. But maybe the pastors can actually more than you're having. But Paul says, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, I'm just wanting you to understand that until you begin to understand that everyone that is around you have got stuff that they are dealing with, you always think other people are having it better. Some of it is to do with our jobs. At the workplace, you just have got this manager that is just a nightmare. Some of you have got Let's not go about the other thing. Some is husband and wife. And some are thinking, because I only knew what type of a wife I had. <laughs> There's another one who is exactly the same wife or similar wife, but they are even getting off. They're actually worshiping God better. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pastor, you're going to like, I have more children. Oh, there somebody who's actually bearing with children who are even worse than yours. Oh, you know, my, 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 my child is very stubborn. There's someone who's got a child who's already behind bars. So we are talking about a child that is stubborn. I've got one behind us. So when you are talking about all these things, when you see people managing or doing things, it's simply because of the grace of God that is working in their lives. We have now come to a point where I know how to tap into the grace of God. I know that this grace is sufficient for me. So when the devil is buffeting me, oh, he can get a bit more. Problem. I'm still praising God. I'm still coming to church. I'm there all time. Because I know His grace is sufficient for me. Hallelujah. Okay. Can I have that that? That that? That that? Yes. But He's still managing. So, maybe it takes a lot. To see one of those brothers, you know, uh, really looking like, you know, when the pastor says, ah, take a list. is everything okay? It would have taken a lot on the one, because they still be able to manage with the grace of God. But I tell you, if I put on this brother, you'll be broken up by By the time they get here, it's all gone. He's not even in church. He's actually thinking of drinking beer. He's going to the parties. He says, ah, pastor, I will take a bit of some alcohol. <laughs> They are no longer dependent on the grace of God. But there is, I want you to know that there is sufficient grace. His grace is sufficient for you. So I want you to understand that when people are talking about stuff, the fact that, hey, if I I try you know this one, this brother of mine, I mean, he will not believe it. He will not. And managing. So when you see some people managing in the house, it's not because they have it better. It's just because they have known what it is. And the devil, like Paul says, now known. But whilst he's giving infirmities, let me just go back to that verse. Let's just go back to that verse. What's that? Let's hold it here for, for the time being. He says, three times I prayed for this thing. And therefore, he says, I would rather, therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, do you 
you know, when we are giving testimonies, we are talking about God coming through when it looked impossible. But that's the whole purpose of testimonies. I'm just saying, when it looked like it was all out, I discovered that, okay, there is something called the grace of God that they keep me going. So now, he says, ah, therefore, ah, I mean, ah, therefore, most great, I will rather post in my infirmities. In other words, I'm saying, oh, you know, when, when things were not working well, I, I did not allow the devil to keep me down. These are the kind of worshippers that will say, I know that things will change. You may sit on my back, but you will live. You will leave me here. I will be here until Jesus comes. And the devil said, hey, you know, hey, your papers are not coming from the home office. You tell him they will come one day. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, you can say, ah, devil. Oh, I remember when I was unwell. And the devil was telling me, oh, my friends, you have got to write a will. This is the end of the story. And like my mom was saying, on that particular time, yeah, I'm in hospital. I am on my deathbed. I'm now intensive care on life support. And then all of a sudden, they fall from the school. Your child has been struck down by a swine flu. What? And she has left me, child, and went at home. She's already got swine flu. And now they're told, oh, you're going to come and pick Joshua. She's in London. Joshua is in Southwood Affairs. The one person. And I think. Lord, is this not enough? Mm-hmm. What I mean, when you come on Sunday, you see my mother playing and the chicken of a samba, you think, oh, she has it all together. You don't know that there are things that are giving her. I mean, time is praying more than she should pray. Mm-hmm. Because of what is good. So Paul says, in my infirmity, I would rather post it. Ah, my friend, it's not that because I can manage. I have somebody who manages for me. It's not because I am better than you, brother. It's because I've come to know the grace of God that keeps me going when I'm supposed to be down on the floor. In my infirmities, in my reproaches. And you know what? Mama goes to work and says to the manager, Manager, according to the, uh, to the law, it says you are allowed to give me some off days so that I can go and Take care of my husband who's in intensive care. And he says, Yes, it says so, but he says it is at the discretion of the manager. You will not help. You know, you've got two children with one a husband who's on deathbed, and you've got other things. You still have got a church to be the pastor of. Why there are people that also have got issues? And you talk to your manager, he says, No, I'm not going to do that. Do you have a family? What does that go to do with you? And then you, the devil will be telling you that <laughs> this time you will not cross this. But hey, I've come to know the grace of God. Paul yes. says, My grace is sufficient for you. Yes. Somebody today wants you to know you may be stressed, but you're not broken. Hallelujah. Yes. You may be stressed, but you are not broken. Yes. The devil is saying, Yes, I will break you. Let him know that all oh, the grace is sufficient for you. Yes. That's why I can still put some more on her. I know that I'll still stretch, but the grace is still sufficient. Yes, there is still some more grace. There is still more room for me, brother. When the devil says, you have come to your limit, tell him, ah, 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 there is still some more. Don't pray with my God. He can put in more than enough. Amen? Amen. So I want you to understand, first of all, that 
Everyone has got some stuff that is going on. There's some stuff. Some of it is, some of it is not necessarily sinful. It's just the things that are just there. You know, when I go out of that hospital, I was very sure within a month or so I'll be back to normal. It didn't happen like that. But I'm praying for other people. They were talking about testimony. Ah, God was miraculous. Ah. But hey, you can actually get to a point where you are depressed. That's why I think it's not like so and so. If God were going to give you one, I'm kidding. Maybe you will not even survive a day with it. So sometimes, you know, you see other people, they are holding together and think, wow, I wish I was like them. And you don't know what they are carrying. Mm-hmm. Until you've, been, you've tasted what they have. And when you sit down with them and they tell you their story, you think, oh, thank you Lord for my problems. <laughs> I've got to keep mine. They don't keep yours. It's only His grace that is sufficient. I want you to understand. Right. Let, let me just go. Okay. I think uh, if I need more demonstrations, I'll call you. can go and sit down. Thank you so much. Simple. You can go and sit down. But here I'm trying to understand that Paul says, and let's we'll go back again to that verse uh, that we looked at, First Corinthians chapter four, First uh, Corinthians chapter ten, verse twelve and thirteen. Just to buttress what we are talking about. So he says, I would rather boast in my infirmities, in my reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. There are things that we are doing in the house of God, not because we have it all. Some people, you know, when they see you give, they think, well, they are giving out of their excess. I know people who are giving, they are out of their you know, like that widow who gave all that she had. And Jesus was watching and he said, My goodness, this woman has given more than everybody else. Everybody was giving out of their abundance, but this woman gave all that she had. There are people like that. Not only am I talking about giving, no, even about their sacrifice for the house of God, for the kingdom of God. They are doing it not because they have more than enough, no. They just know there is grace for me to get through and the grace of God is going to take me to the next stage. If you make the challenges, the thorn in the place, your ministry, you are likely going to be bogged down very soon. What do I mean by that? I'm saying don't focus on the problem as if the problem will not go away. If it doesn't go away, there's grace for you to go through. Amen? When I'm weak, then I'm strong. Hallelujah. For example, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. It sounds, doesn't, it doesn't look like it's making sense. But when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. What do I mean by when I'm weak, then I'm strong? I'm simply saying the things that look very naturally making me weak don't necessarily bog me down to make me weak because I know the power of God, like Paul says, so that the power of God may be manifest through my weaknesses. In other words, there is the grace of God that kicks in to enable me in a situation that naturally I would not be able to bear. Amen? Okay. Therefore, we read that, that again from verse 12, verse 12 and verse 13. And so number one, I want you to know that uh, everyone has got some stuff to deal with. 
It may not be financial. Some people have got financial challenges. There are people that have got financial issues. And they are, they are, they are just hoping one of the days somebody will just knock on their door and says, look, here is a thousand pounds. You know that when you are broke, even five pounds makes a world of a difference. So somebody, I mean, they don't even know where is that man. I left the hundred pounds. I can't remember. Ah, okay, I don't worry. I'll look for it when I have that. <laughs> yeah, there are people like that. <laughs> yeah. Receive it in Jesus' name. Yeah. I was uh, talking to, to Michelle and they were talking about uh, uh, a bus. You know, when you're talking about flying, most of these flights from France to here, about 99 pounds. I think she was saying, oh, is it six? Yeah. I paid 400 pounds. For the same flight, that cost 99, 99 pounds. I think you, what? Why are you? But for the guy who's, who, who's got it in place financially, I don't worry about that. But when you go maybe to their spiritual life, you discover that they are carrying more than what you are carrying. Yes. And I, and, and you know that they're talking about a meal where the start, the start only is about 50 pounds. Just a start. I mean, if I take 50 pounds, yeah, and they just touch it, touch it, touch it, and put it on the side. And you look at them, you're thinking, that's 50 pounds. It's because you don't have it. But when it comes to peace, some of those guys, they don't sleep overnight, but you sleep like a dead dog. You have got waking up by the alarm. So they have got also some issues to deal with. But thank God for the grace of God. I'm in your bed. It, I mean, it looks like it's from someone. And there, you know, there are some people who got beds that have got buttons in the press. It can, it can, it can like, But they never sleep in those beds. You have yours that you bought from my care. One from my And you sleep so soundly. But you actually, as a surprised, even when the alarm was going off, you did not hear it. <laughs> Thank God His grace is sufficient for me. Amen. Amen. Do not allow the enemy to show you that you don't have certain things. I want you to understand that you are just going through a season. The grace of God will take you through. Amen. You will not be in that place forever. Amen. 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 You will not be broke forever. Hallelujah. Yes, you come out of that financial challenge. Therefore, let him who stands, who thinks he stands, take heed. Lest he fall. No temptation is overtaken you except such as is common to man. And we say every temptation is common. I want you to remember that. Whatever you're going through, there are maybe a million people going through the same thing. A billion people. We posted on our WhatsApp a, a guy who was complaining to God. God, where were you? When I did this and that, hey, how is it? And then he said, no, I'm not going to worship you again. And then when he was going home, he go to a place where the blind, the deaf, the lame, and the cripples were praising God. And they were praising God so loudly. And the guy looked at them and he just to his face to see whether they respond. He said, they're blind. It's this one. And they just, they are so good. God, you're so good. Jesus, you're good. Then he went back and said, God, I'm sorry. I have everything. All that I was asking for is money for my new car. I was angry with money for a new car. These guys, they, 
no house to sleep in. They are just sleep. They are, they are praising you. Even they are blind, they are lame. They are still praising God. Sometimes it is a sin for us not to be grateful for what God has brought into our lives. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, they sinned before God because they forgot the Redeemer who brought them out of Egypt. Sometimes we are so caught up with wanting new things, new things, new things, and we forget where we have been. Thank God for the prayer that has been uh, led this morning. It says, you know, you may be unwell, but there's somebody right now who is unwell but on, in a deathbed. Some of you know that when one of our pastors, why is who is now being given a few days to me? Yeah, I'm What do you say to such? You know, you say, ah, I couldn't come to church because I had a headache. Headache. Somebody is on the deathbed, they have given weeks, and she's still coming to church. Wow. Do I have a better excuse? The Bible says here, no temptation is overtaking you. That is not common to you. There is sufficient grace. To keep you going, brother. Amen? Grace to keep you going. The devil may throw every weight on you. Let you know that I still can take it on. God's grace. I may be stressed, but I'm not broken. I may be out of shape, but I'm not broken. It is in the same verse. But God is faithful. I just want to remind you that, that in the midst of what you're going through, there is a God who is committed to this. God who said, when you go through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the fire, I will be with you. When you go through the storms, I will be with you. And I want you to know that that storm is not going to take you away. Nothing is going to swallow you up. His grace is going to uphold you. Now sometimes you know you go to work and you know that there are people that are actually earning more than you that are actually not doing anything with their money. Or if in the middle of the month they are so broke, so so broke that they are borrowing from everyone. Uh, can you buy me this? Can you buy me a drink? And I'm wondering, you are single, you have no wife, or you have no husband, I have children, I have this and that, but you are already broke. What happened to your money? And there are some of us, you know, oh, yes, I told you that uh, for some of you, maybe you were little children, uh, and, and you, might be, you might be struggling and dealing with the little children. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah, some of us have got children that are now uh, where you can be threatened by any kind of threat. And you can be threatened, oh, I'll beat you up, and I'll say, oh, that. What do you mean? You want to beat me up? Are you serious? You know, that will not work. I'm threatened that I'll take you to Zimbabwe. You know, you can go on your own. I don't know how to go there. Now it's a different ball game. So sometimes you've got issues that are going on, and sometimes when you sit down with people, and then they begin to explain their stories, that's when you say, Wow, God, I'm so grateful. Uh, there was a time we were discussing with my wife, and we were just talking about things, and when people began to explain, we thought, My goodness, we are living in a parallel universe. You just don't know what is going on out there. And so they were just discussing with somebody, and they say, You know, this is the most independent generation. Everybody has got rights. They are independent, they are this and that, but they are so independent, but so lonely. So, so lonely. That's why people are now sitting on their computers. In other words, they have friends in China, but they can't talk to people around them. They're talking in their likes, they're being liked by Thailand, by America, they've got 3,000 likes. 
But nobody around there. You hear that they committed suicide, you're wondering. What did one million likes? There are one million followers. <laughs> and yet they still committed suicide. They are depressed after all those likes. I don't know about you. If you are not very careful, you'll be pandering to the like. So this man, it was my birthday. And some of you say, Happy birthday, Ella. And Sister Divine, happy birthday. Maybe I'm on your Facebook, on your WhatsApp, who said happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I, I write everybody who's my friend. And right now, only take people. <laughs> That's unfair. <laughs> only for the likes. You know, these platforms that we are talking about, to some people, they become actually a snare. They begin actually a vice. Your life is controlled by what is happening on social media. You know that there are people that just speak like even if they don't know. Like. I'm surprised one 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 lady, think she had about five thousand friends or so, and and she's sending him a message. Please can I be your friend? Please can I be your friend? I'm wondering, you have five thousand already. Why do you want me? What do you need? I don't know how many of you, how many of you have got 5,000 relatives that you can actually talk to? And some of you, we have got, that's the church where we are. How many times have you been able to phone some of the people around? Sister, I, mean, I know that there are people that are not here today, but how many times have you been able to phone all of them? You are not able. Why would you like a thousand people from China, Indonesia, in Africa, in Nigeria? No. And then there's a from Kong, President um, Cameroon, I said, you know what, uh, you know, I, I want you to, I want to come there in England, I know that you know how the very useful in your, in your church. I said, look, uh, I, I have to pay a ticket for you, I don't even know you, I am going to buy a ticket and bring you to England because I believe you are going to be useful to me. I mean, you know, there are things that are, look, I still have my mind together, amen? <laughs> I'm just saying to you, there is no temptation that is overtaking you, such as is not common to man. But with every temptation, says God is faithful. So I want you to know that God is faithful, and we know that God uh, knows the limits. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. As a child of God, I want you to know, there are two things we say you can do. You pray for the situation to change. Yes. And remember, Paul said, it is a message of Satan. That was attacking my flesh. Notice he was not attacking his spirit. But the things that happen to our flesh affect the things that happen to our spiritual. And no doubt, when I was unwell physically, it affected my, my, my spirit. There was a time I thought, oh well, I might as well be departing out of this world. And you know, you know, doctors sometimes they, they can show you that you're almost going. In that hospital, in London Royal Hospital, you know, I was the only man that had two, three doctors and consultants, and they're all talking, they're going inside. And they come and they look at they look at the machines. And you know, and they say, change that, change that, and you're just thinking, oh Lord, have mercy. And the devil says, ha ha. Say goodbye to this world. My world, not the other world, but this world. But God knows your limits. So I want you to know as a Christian, 
No matter what you're going through, God knows your elastic limit. He knows even the kind of grace that is already operating in you. The moment you lean on God, God is able to sustain you. Now, the challenge we have is that many people de- 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 devote themselves to friends and advice from people. We spend more time calling guys that are in California that we can talk to God. I don't know about you. I know there are some relatives of mine that when you phone them, you have got to phone them when you have time. Because they will not talk five minutes. <laughs> Sometimes you just know that look. I, I, I wish there was one 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 person. It was my first time to talk to them. I've never seen them. I don't know them. My wife is laughing. <laughs> and I've been sent by one uh, pastor in Zimbabwe. So can you phone this uh, auntie of mine? She's somewhere in there. And I ring her and I talk to her. My Lord, <coughs> I said, praise God. I mean, she did not get off the phone. I, I think literally, and my wife was there. Do you know the patient? She said, no. Oh, I said, no. I said, what is it? I mean, a of problems. And this, I'm just thinking, look, this person needs a close person. There is no way I can help this person. And, you know, and, like, and then I can say, oh, okay, you know, I can phone you every day. And I think, oh. <laughs> 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 I want you to know that you can tend to God. People, people can spend time talking to people, talking to friends, and you can cry to your friends and tell them all this. Some of them actually, when they walk around from you, they're just thinking, it's great. <laughs> what is that all about? That is not even what I'm going through. And, and they will mocking you. But when you go to God, He says, My grace is sufficient. God is saying, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. Beloved, never, never, never give in to that temptation. Because there is still grace enough. Sometimes the devil says, oh, you can just give up. You can just give up. You have tried. But the Bible says, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. In other words, if the temptation is still there, there is grace for you to come out. Amen. And also in the same verse he says, and God will make a way of escape. I know. You saw some of the things falling off. I love to demonstrate uh, when those things were falling off. At times, God will just take off some of these things. And when you're just praying, this one falls off. And you're just going to hack. Let's say things are working. Then all of a sudden you hear, oh, hey, sometimes the devil is good. Things are just good. And you're kicking off. You are, you are not letting go. Don't let go. Keep holding on. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep keep binding. Keep loosening. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You demon of hell. I am more than a conqueror. Yes, my God is able to do more exceedingly abundant above all that I can ask. I know my God is able. And the devil is telling you, oh yes, you know that child of yours, there is no way they will be right. You tell him they will be right in Jesus' name. My children aren't going to hell. They will not go to hell. Even if it means they will be like that thief on the cross. But on their last breath, they will say, Lord, remember me in, in paradise. They say, tonight. But they will not go to hell. I'm not raised for hell to enjoy. The devil is not going to enjoy my marriage. The devil is not going to enjoy my children. The devil is not going to enjoy my, my, my grandchildren. He will not. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Because I know I've got a God who's able to bear me up. I may be stressed there. It may be Monday, I'm down. Tuesday, I'm up, I'm down. But I know that God will give me God. I'm not going to give it. The devil might fight her. But ah, you don't know the kind of God I have. He's holding me. Hallelujah. Oh, the Bible says, I chose you, you did not choose me. So I know that there's a whole, there's an invisible hand that is holding me. While the devil is stretching me further, I know that there's something holding me. You will not go beyond. Remind yourself, I'm not going under. I'm not going under. When our comes my way, it may look heavy. Everybody might see that I'm going, I'm going through a challenge, but hey, whether they see it or not, I know I'm going to bear it up. Because of the great grace of God in my life. No, when I was when I was on that 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 deathbed, the devil was saying, okay, you can just give up. And I said, No. And do you know when I was still in that hospital? I was still texting people. The moment I was able to come out of that intensive care into the high dependence, I was texting people scriptures. Yeah. And when people saw me, they said, but we are hearing that you were in hospital. When did you go in hospital? I said, oh, the whole of this I was in intensive care. But you were citing scriptures. I said, yes. I will not allow the devil to silence you. Mm. How many of the things have you been made to stop by the devil? How many things have you given up simply because, oh, yes, Oh, because you know, I suffer this, I this and that. Thank you. Listen, people of God. I I'm not despising sometimes with good health challenges, financial challenges, but let not any of those thorns stop me from serving God. Amen. That's why Paul says, Happy in my infirmities, I'll still serve God. I come here, oh say, Oh, you know, I've got a headache. You know, some of the sicknesses, they go when we are praising God. And many times I came here, you know, with a happy headache. By the time I finish praise and worship, I feel okay. Just wondering, wow, what happened? One time I had a strong back pain. And then I just think, I'm glad to be able to stand in church. Ah, when the praise and worship began, I was just dancing and dancing and dancing. And when I came to preach, and when I was going home, I dreamed, but ah, I had a backache. It's all gone. You know, there's something called the grace of God that is holding you. I know you've been stretched, you have been pulled aside. You have been made this, you have been that. But I want you to know that you are not broken. Yeah. You will not break in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell somebody you will not break in Jesus' name. Oh, he you. will not break you. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Don't listen, children of God. Don't just allow every small thing to stop you from serving God. Don't even when everybody can see it visibly, like, oh, my brother, this is it. Don't let people feel sorry for you. Because people saw it as not solve your problem. As the time I was going through a financial challenge, the devil said, You don't have to give your time. You know, you're going to. And the Lord said, You don't give because you have. You give because you are in obedience. Yeah. And you have the devil, when you give, when you have a good little, I'm not talking about those that are more than enough. Thank God for those, those of you that are living in more than enough. But there are some of us that are still in the bottom margin. And the devil says, so how are you going to pay that? How are you going to pay that? And after you have given, you know, or you almost get into a panic. The devil says, ah, it's needed on Monday. Ah, it's needed on Friday. And then hey, 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 devil, I've got a God who's more than enough. We're just laughing with that. Now, what about something that God will just move on your behalf 
And, and you actually didn't know that God was solving the problem. <laughs> you were just thinking, well, I mean, it is going to be like this. And then all of a sudden, God solves the problem. When we praise Him when you have got this when we praise Him when things are. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. One time we had a situation in the church where the deaconess was the only one singing, praising. And, and the whole thing she was a lead singer, she was a prayer. She was, I mean, and there were two people. I can't remember that time how she was not yet singing. And I was just doing that. Singing and. But I knew that she was going through certain challenges. And you'd come here and encourage everybody and praise and you would hold hands and you would know all that. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just thinking, how does she manage that? How does she manage that? Ah, and God reminded, my grace is sufficient. You know, you can literally do anything for God. If you avail yourself to God, you can do it. But the devil has always told you, you care more than other people. How many single people are there in the world? You're not the first single. Many single people. Oh, some of us are married. Ah, let not your husband be the problem. Let not your wife be the excuse. Oh God, you know my husband. Oh, you know my wife. Ah, ah. The others that have got even husbands that don't even come home. You must come home. I know that. It's not an excuse for husband not to be there. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, we've got situations that. When you look in your neighborhood, sometimes you look back and you think, wow, I've got one of my neighbors that sometimes you know, he's playing his radio so loud on his own. And I just thought, look, well, sometimes it's this lonely and you're thinking, oh God, I pray that this man will have somebody. Because he plays into the whole night and he's singing to himself. And he's playing some of that music, you know, that, that really makes you not sleep. One time, you know, the devil said, go and tell him off. Go and tell him off. And you know, and the Holy Spirit said, ah, ah, ah. you are the only Christian maybe that might say something nice to him. In the morning, he said, ah, good morning. How are you? Ah, I'm fine, you know. I just, you know, the guy's going through stuff. And he had a wife, your wife maybe ran away, or this and that. There's so many things. So I'm the only sober voice around you. Beloved, you may be the sober voice around that person. That will say the precious thing. Don't allow you to get into the same mood. Because you have no money in one, everybody says, oh, this company, eh, this company, this company. Listen, that company has kept you going to this point. I once went with one company with my wife, and our visas expired. And when they were expired, they stopped my wife. My wife was on my visa. And when they went into the office to check on mine, it says, indefinitely to remain. Until our papers were sorted, then I brought them to say my visa has been renewed. Yes. No, yours cannot be renewed because yours is an indefinitely to remain. I said, no. Says, but we stopped your wife. She is on your visa. I said, yes. Says, How is it that? No, we read it surely read that it is indefinitely to remain. I don't know how they read, but I know that somehow on that day, God put in one that says indefinitely to remain. He knew that otherwise we'll be stuck. Me and my wife will be stuck and the children. And God solved the problem for us. I don't know how many months, three months, two months, I can't remember. According to the, to the paper, it says, your visa is expired, but when they look at it, it says indefinitely to This grace is sufficient for me. There are places where God has taken you through that if 
the world had read it the way it is. You wouldn't yeah. be here. There are places where God took you through, but if it had not been for the Lord, things would have not been what it is. Oh, yes. I was just laughing with my wife this morning, and we were talking about certain things, and she was saying, oh, and I said, listen, if it was not for that, I would have not married you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the things that I loved about you. And we were just laughing together, and we were just, we were just having some fun in the morning. And I said, oh, yeah, do you know some things that you don't know what God made you, made you to be attracted to that man? Or to that woman, if you never know. Oh, of course, maybe I also preach. That's okay. But I, I know that the grace of God. Like for me, I look back and I look at how God brought a Kuzai into my life. And I wouldn't have known my auntie, this wonderful auntie. I would have known it. Thank God for Kuzai. And now I've got a fantastic auntie. Hallelujah. My brother used to work with the eldest son, but uh, I never dreamt one day I would marry her niece. No, I never. But uh, to God be the glory. Amen? Amen? There are times God just weaves things in your way. His grace is sufficient for you. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're not able to handle. I always say to people that are married, sometimes you see people chopping up and down, and I say, this is the perfect husband for her. Or this is the perfect wife for her. God knows. Hello. <laughs> I know you don't like it, but it's true. It's very true. <laughs> there was no one who could handle that husband or that wife the way you do. There was no one who has the capacity that you have. Thank God. You have the capacity. Ah, I know you are still young in the Lord. <laughs> in the name of God. But His grace is sufficient. Hello? Praise the Lord. You know, this guy, I knew this guy well before he came into the faith. He was already the same probably when I knew this. Yeah, we were not saved. But uh, there were other girls. These nice ones. But God has a way of locating us in a place where we will be very fruitful. Where his grace will function in its maximum. It's only when we do we don't look at the grace of God that we begin to mess up things. But today I just want as I want to come to a type of prayer now. I want you to know that there is grace for you to get through whatever you're going through. There's grace to see you through this Whatever is coming your way, don't forget the thorn in the flesh might be there to buffet you, to bring you down, to break you, or to cause you all those things. But Paul says, in the midst of that, I begin to give credit. I begin to glorify God. I will magnify God with my weaknesses. I will magnify God with my, my shortage of needs. I will still give him praise. When I don't have enough, that's when I praise him more. You know, sometimes, you know, there are things that don't make sense in the natural sense. For example, when you are running out, when you see that your finances are in a tight, that's when you see. I mean, those that are farmers, you know that. But, uh, you, but the time to plant, if you are a farmer and you look at the ground and you think, wow, what if the rain doesn't come? You never plant. They plant, like in the area I come from called Gope, in, in where I was born, the temperatures were about 40, 41 degrees. And there will be no cloud in the sky. 
and I would see my, my dad, and, and I would be, be sowing seeds when it is dry, what they call dry planting. Because they were still trusting God to cause it to rain. And I want you to know, in the midst of that dry season, remember God will cause it to rain. You will not be in perpetual drought. One of these days it will rain. Keep pressing on. Keep praising God. I have grace in my life. The grace is sufficient for me. I will praise you, God. With money in my wallet, I'll praise you. With no money in my bank account. You know, there are times you check your account as if you think you've made a mistake. <laughs> you check it again, you know that it's minus. And you check again. But his grace is sufficient for me. Yes. I don't know about my his grace is sufficient for me. Very sad. Oh, yes. I just want somebody to know. It's not only you that have got stuff to deal with. Everyone has something to deal with. But you can live on the grace of God. Don't let yourself be taken off course by the devil. Because that is his assignment. To try and take you off course. But you can say to him today, Lord, thank you that there is sufficient grace for me. This is the grace of God that gives us the ability to rise above the thorns in the flesh. There are so many thorns out there. There are so many thorns in our situation that nobody can solve for us. But I know that when the